Okay, I think I'm ready. <laughs> Are you sure you just got done fighting with something on the floor? <laughs> I think I'm ready. I'm just touching my microphone. So sorry for the weird sound. There we go. I'm All right. ready. All right, let's get it. Let's get it started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 35 of Two Nerds, Maybe More. My name is Michael, and I took a little bit too long to get that intro started. But of course, with me, as always, is Marty. Marty, how are you doing? And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. And I mean, it's so weird because I can I can hear birds squirping. Uh, squirping? Squirping. <laughs> I can hear birds in the background. Of, of- uh- because I have my window open, uh, it is a it bit warm. It doesn't sound Halloweenish to me. <laughs> it, it sounds summer and happiness. Um, California is confused. Okay, it's a very confused place. It just doesn't know what's going on. But sometimes, you know, it's the calm before the storm. <laughs> because you know there hasn't been a storm anywhere in 2020 yet. Um, nope. At least not here. You know, it's totally chill the world's not on fire this is okay <laughs> something that's not okay mike something that i think we need to to we need to get some politics involved oh uh former 007 agents are not supposed to die they're supposed to live forever yeah exactly so it's it's with sad news that one of the favorite james bonds has uh you know um said goodbye to our world in 2020 Um, yes for those who don't know sean connery passed away at the age of 90 i believe it was actually as of recording was it today that it happened yeah i just read the news today i just read the news as well this morning when i woke up Mm. so um rest in peace sean connery and we hope that uh best goes out to all the family and friends best wishes All right. What do you say that we get uh, we get started with the show? And this, this is a show all about video games. So of course we like to start off every episode with what we've been watching or reading or anything other than video games because <laughs> it just seems appropriate. And I guess I'll start off with my, the Mandalorian. My, you what? start out. You start out because I, I I've actually been you know since this is a gaming podcast I've been gaming and I've only I been gaming that. I, I haven't watched anything this week so <laughs> I'm doing it right you're doing it wrong. Um, I made the show notes before I watched the show because I initially I put <laughs> I haven't watched anything and I mm. only did some video games but I didn't even do a lot of that but uh, last night I watched The Mandalorian. Because season two is now live on Disney Plus, and you've seen season one of The Mandalorian, right? I have. Yes, for those who don't know, The Mandalorian is the Star Wars show on Disney Plus that follows The Mandalorian, and you may have seen a little figure that some people call Baby Yoda, and Selena likes to call it uh, The Mando and Baby Yoda Show. (laughs) <laughs> and season two is here, and the first episode released on Friday, October 30th, and I loved it. Have you already watched it or no? I haven't watched... As I just told you, Michael, oh, you're not listening. I haven't watched anything <laughs> I this thought week. maybe you <laughs> forgot, you know? Like... <laughs> 
but uh, but no, I I I I I do know that the show was out. I also do know that the adverts for it started too early because there was <laughs> adverts now on Disney Plus, and then there were some quick pe- people on Twitter who were like, "Well, it's not actually on on there now." So you know, the adverts <laughs> are streaming now. It, it's not. It's not there. <laughs> so, well, it's there uh, now. I can guarantee it because Selena and good, I watched good. it last night, and I can say that the first episode is good. I enjoyed cool. it. It was a good time. But I don't like spoiling that show because it's just such a fun ride. So mm. I'm not going to say anything about the episode except that it's good. Good. I'm looking right. forward to it. Now, did you want me to go on to my next thing before we get down to the games? Yeah, let's do it. Let's not mix, you know, all no, no, the <laughs> bad stuff with the good go stuff. Let's just take it all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So the last couple episodes, I talked about Alice Madness Returns. And how I kind of fell in love with the game and its art style and its premise. And I actually picked up a book from the creators, American McGee. And the book is called Out of the Woods. And even Mm. though you all can't see this, I'm kind of showing Marty like this awesome cover that it has right here. And what it is, I think I mentioned it before, is that it's uh, it's a more visceral take on the classic fairy tales that Mm. we remember. So I'm going to show Marty another picture here. This is like their kind of picture, like the three little pigs. Uh, Uh So it's a much darker take. Well, if you think about it, fairy tales in general were pretty dark to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, And this kind of embodies that visceral, uh, darker imagery of the fairy tale. And what's cool about this book is that it has the original version of it. It's like last night I read Jack and the Beanstalk and it was the Jack and the Beanstalk story. The normal Mm. one, but it had their own art style attached to it. And then also the authors have a little breakdown at the end of the story where they talk about some takeaways from the story, whether it be the morals or things that they feel are hot topics Mm. of the story. So it's a pretty cool book. I haven't finished it yet, but I enjoy reading things like this. And I'm really excited to continue on. And um, I like supporting this team because they do some awesome, awesome stuff. If you're into that art style and the darker approach to classic fairy tales. Awesome. Awesome. I think I'll just jump into uh, my three first games that I've been playing. I've been playing a total of five games this week. But the three first ones, everyone knows them. You talked about them before. The mm-hmm. Division 2, still playing it, still doing my, my weeklies and stuff like that. Uh, Eve Echoes, uh, just to maybe put a few words, more more words than that, I have gone full nerd and has <laughs> made a website because, uh, well, right now it's only for myself. But you need to... I'm, I'm going the production line, so I'm put, producing spaceships. You need a lot of materials. You need to go to the planets, mine them, um, and you need to know where it is. If you don't know, then you have to go search. It takes a lot of time. So I've been making a small website where I'm just uh, just adding uh, those planets in and stuff like that and what you can mine on them. Uh, and then I find out that someone already had uh, data mined that content into a handy spreadsheet. So right now I'm working on importing that spreadsheet into my website so I can just quickly search and find the planets that I need. Really handy, Michael. That's that's nerdy stuff that I do. Um, <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, still enjoying Eve. I, right now, my goal is to get to ten million uh, ISK, which is the currency. Okay. I am at seven and a half million now. 
so I'm almost there. So I, I don't know what the goal will be after that. But that's my goal right now. And uh, then I'm almost ready to produce a new another spaceship. So when I have that, that should basically be the two and a half million I need to get to ten million. So yeah, that's that's. Um, Milestone number one, almost reached. Then I've been playing World of Warcraft. Uh, not too much. I've been jumping in and um, I, I had like a few characters that was close to max level. So I just jumped in just to check out the leveling uh, for that. Got them to, to max. So I, I have two paladins now at max level. And I have been... I created an, another priest as well just to level through the starting experience once more just to see... How if it's still the same as in beta and it's still really cool, really enjoyed it, and I can I am considering to level that all the way up to max level as well, just to see how how fast you can do it these days. And that's that's three quick games that I've been playing this week. Um, so yeah, how, how what have you been doing, Mike? All right, so we talked about we we talked about Star Wars many times on the show already, the Star Wars MMO, and we talked about how good the story was, but we've never actually talked about the story. So, because I play the game quite frequently, I just finished up the Sith Warrior story on Swotor, which is, on this account, it's my second story completed, but I think overall it's my fourth story completed. Mm. Uh, I've had previous accounts, and it was so much fun. Uh, the Sith Warrior story is really cool because you start off it's as... Really good. A, yeah, it starts off as you're just an apprentice, you show up... Um, people are being dicks because it's the sith if you choose like an alien race then they like berate you because you're an alien and you're not human so Mm -hmm. uh it's little things like that that's really cool and you start start off by just doing things you go from master to master until you get your main uh master who is a darth and he's sending you out on all these missions to squash his rival so that he may ascend and the caveat there is that as he ascends you ascend as well and hmm. as you go about your story, there are some twists and turns. There are some characters introduced. There's some betrayals that go on. And as the Sith way goes, is that there is an inevitable uh, encounter with said uh lord or master and if you defeat your master then you become the master yourself Mm -hmm. and the amazing culmination of this story is your character battling your master in the chamber of other cis lords who just stand there watching and they simply say whoever is the victor will be the true uh, representative and it's a really cool conclusion to that base story I romanced Vet, who is one of my one of the earliest companions that you get, and mm. we got married. So I um, married my companion, defeated the Darth Barris, and just had an awesome time. And I've started the Jedi uh, Jedi Guardian story. Okay, cool. Um, I will say Sith War is one of my favorites in there as well. The the uh, oh, what the spy? Oh, oh the Imperial agent. The Imperial Angel, yeah, that's a really good story as well. And actually, recently, like when I say recently, it's the last time I played Swotor. Um, I played through with a Sith, Sith Inquisitor, mm-hmm. which I've is done a that good, one. yeah, good story as well. So so far, three out of the the four um, uh, Imperial stories is really really good. I don't know the last one yet; haven't played it. Um, but yeah, 
really, really enjoying it. I, I remember the Sith, Sith Warrior one. Really, really cool. I apologize for the background noise. Um, this FedEx truck just seems to be circling the uh, the block <laughs> several times because it knows that I'm podcasting. But I completely agree with you. I haven't played a story yet. Like I haven't played all through all of them, but I haven't mm. played a story yet that I found to be bad per se. There are some that no. feel better than others. And yeah. you mentioned the Imperial Agent. That's generally considered the best story in the game mm. because it's not Jedi versus Sith. Like, you're an Empire agent, but you, from what I understand, because I haven't played it, you get to see what the Empire is like before the Sith and how the Sith, and how the Sith transform the Empire into what they want it to be, rather than what some of the Empire or the Imperial agents actually think it should be. So it's a cool dynamic, and I'm really interested Mm. in playing that one eventually. Yeah, I think the worst one that I played so far is the trooper. For mm-hmm. I, I didn't. It just felt very military and very yes sir sort of deal. And and the the choices of of you know you you, you like the conversation choices weren't that interesting. And it, mm-hmm. it became it became very yes sir sort of thing really really quickly. I mean, some people might like that. I thought it was a bit eh, I don't know a little bit boring to me. Yes. <laughs> I'll have to give it a try myself. Hmm. Definitely, definitely. It, it, I mean, it's still a good story. It's still a good story, but I, I just felt it was very, yeah. Different know. strokes for different folks. Exactly. But speaking of story-driven, uh, I jumped into a small game called The Outer Worlds, um, which I have been playing for 12 hours, and I'm still, I don't know, probably not far enough. Uh, <laughs> but I'm really enjoying it. Um, it... it you, you can definitely feel there's a lot of love for story and for the characters. You can also feel that it's it's like a, a new game in for them, I think, in this sharing of games. Um, it is lacking a little bit. Not It's not a complaint or anything. It just feels like they could have done so much more with this if mm. they wanted to. Um, but I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it so far. I love this, the story, love the humor. Uh, and and yeah, it, it's all really really good. It's sort of like Fallout, um, but it's it's. Old. I mean, like, I guess some of the developers are the same as are the same developers that made Fallout Fallout New, uh, New Vegas. Yeah. So so the, uh, the Outer Worlds is a Obsidian Entertainment game, and they are the team that did uh, Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. So it was pretty exciting that they kind of get their their own shot at their own world, which is mm. if you've played Fallout since Fallout 3, then you're definitely going to feel those vibes. And I remember I played a little bit of it. I didn't get too deep into it, but mm. I enjoyed what was there. I thought it was pretty yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. And and but I, I think my issue and and that's just these games always is that I, I'm, I'm exploring everything and it takes forever for me to get through these I, I need to even though I get tired of it towards the end I, I need to talk with everyone and, and have all the options checked what they can tell me and stuff like that so it just takes a while for me to get through this kind of games but I'm really really enjoying it yeah if you work or have a life in any sort of way then these games or, are very challenging a- to get through or do have a deadline because well the Warcraft expansion finally got a release date. That's right. Uh, I guess we could just kind of talk about that real quick. The, yeah. Uh, World Warcraft. What is it? November twenty third, right? Yes. 
which is right around American Thanksgiving. <laughs> Smack dab right there. And so, I mean, I just had my summer vacation, so I guess I'm having another vacation in three weeks. Dang, you could just do that? I can just do that. Dang, I'm in the wrong freaking country, man. <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a freelancer. I decide when I want to work, so... Must be nice. Well, um, <laughs> I'm actually okay with the release date because I work at a school. And mm. even though teachers are not uh, in the school per se over here because we're still doing social distancing learning and all that, uh, I'm still at the school because I'm part of the crew that keeps everything running while they're all at home. So <laughs> I'm still there, but we get like four days off. So I'll be at work, I think, the monday tuesday and then we get like and then wednesday i think and then we get thursday friday saturday sunday off so i'll have two nice. days off uh nice. during the week that i'll be able to play world of warcraft the new expansion and start getting ready for for the raid going through the story and just kind of seeing uh what what blizzard has created for us awesome and i can't wait i'm waiting for the i think i'm still raiding as the priest healing mm. but uh, we just had a tank say that they might not be able to make it, I think. So I think that we're trying to figure out if someone else is going to take that spot. Uh, and I have kind of thrown up my hands and said, I'll fill any role that we need. Uh, heals first, but if you want me to tank or DPS, I have no problem switching. I'm a team player. I'll do what's needed. Yeah. I, I, I'm not completely... I don't know what to play yet. Uh, I think I'll know on the 23rd... <laughs> Excuse oh, me. bless you. Me. Thank you. <laughs> I think I know on the 23rd when I log in and I log into a character and I'm like, like, now I'll start leveling. So, uh, so yeah, I don't fully know yet. Uh, so, so we'll see. Yeah, it should be exciting. Uh, I guess. Okay, so I've only also been playing games that I've already mentioned. That's pretty much it. We talked, we talked last time about the endless grind. And mm-hmm. how they kind of keep us. And as you can tell, I'm still stuck in that rut of playing the games that I can get a few games in here and there and then leave. And this week, I've pretty much only been playing Dead by Daylight. And hmm. mainly because there is a special event going on right now in-game where you get double the blood points, which is your leveling currency. Like, you get perks and add-ons based off of how many blood points you get. And I've been doing that because I get double the blood points for every game and I'm prestiging the characters and just trying to get as much XP as I can to get everything that I want and put myself in a pretty decent position to handle everything that comes my way in Dead by Daylight. And it has been a relatively decent experience lately. Um, Dead by Daylight is kind of hit or miss sometimes. If you get good people to play with, then it's an excellent experience. A perfect game for me is one where the killer does, they kill two people and two people escape and the killer did just a normal gameplay style. Like they hit you, they went off to, went after somebody else, maybe they hooked you and they ran off and just didn't camp you or target one person. Like those matches are really fun for me. And mm. even if I'm one that dies, I can respect it and say, like, that was a good killer. Like, they did really well. Or even if the killer just annihilates us, I can be like, like, geez, that person was ridiculous. But I've been having quite a good time with it these this last week. Having a lot of fun jumping in for the Halloween event, 
which is also cool. You get special, uh, what is it? Special costumes and things like that for your characters as you go through the tome and just been having a lot of fun with it. So if you are a dead by day, dead, dead by daylight player, and you haven't jumped in for maybe a month or so, just know that there is an event going on. Double XP till I think November 3rd. So jump in there, have a good time, and get that XP. Awesome. I won't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, you've already seen my list of games so far. I'm pretty busy. <laughs> yes, especially with this next one. I'm interested in it. Yeah, uh, I uh, I bought Watch Dogs Legion. I'm a I'm a quite quite a big Watch Dogs fan to begin with. I love the two first games. The first one actually more than the second second one. A lot mm -hmm. of people, I guess, it's the opposite. Um, but I actually did really enjoy the first one. Obviously, it did have a few you know issues with uh, story beats and stuff like that. But overall, I really really just enjoyed the world and 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 the hacking and how everything worked. Mm -hmm. The second one was really good as well. It wasn't a bad game at all. Uh, I just preferred the other one. I think this one it's a different beast, but more of the same. Um, it's uh, different in the way that you don't have a main character. Mm -hmm. uh, because when you start out, you choose, you have a selection of 12 or 18 different characters you pick from, which is basically just people in the world. Um, and so you pick one and then you start your adventures and you get uh, recruited into DeadSec, um, which is the, fa the you know, the, the hacker group that, that, that is, has been in all, all, all games so far that you're part of. And then you, you just hack your way. You have the missions. I, I don't want to go too much into the story in case people want to not be spoiled and stuff like that. But basically, DeadSec has been in, it's taking place in London and basically DeadSec in London has been torn down and you need to re help rebuild it. So you're the first recruit and you help recruit other people. So basically you can recruit anyone in the world. Every character that is running around in the world pretty much. Obviously not the bad guys. There is some <laughs> that is, there is some that is, uh, that dislikes DeadSec. They don't like the hacker group, but mm -hmm. when you get a little bit further in, you can buy, um, like you have tech points that you can spend and then you can unlock more, more, more and more tech. Uh, and one of them is like, so you can, you can actually dig deeper into these people's that dislikes you into their, uh, uh, every day. And then you can, maybe you can find something where you can be like, Oh, it seems like they are onto something here. So maybe if I had them, uh, help them and nudge them in the right direction, then they might like me a little bit better. And then maybe you end up and actually be able to, uh, recruit them anyway so what does that mean for the story how is the story then told if there's not like one main uh, character the thing is that there are a few main characters uh, that is like helping you uh, so they help drive the story forward so it does work quite well actually I know that some people find it odd and there's a few few things here and there that's a little bit odd for instance that you know I just did one mission but something happened and then I recruit someone new after that that then continue and then I play as that character that I just recruited that then continues the story and, it, and then that character is just completely caught up and just continues like nothing like that they've been there all the time so that's like small all things like that was like this is a little bit odd but but if you can live with that then i think you will be really really in, uh, entertained by this game it's a big open world 
so it's the usual there's loads of stuff to do um i don't think there's anything that is not tied to the overall story though that's that there's not like find a thousand feathers it is <laughs> all, it's all tied into the to, to the story so uh, i really really enjoy enjoy it so far i enjoy it do all the small things so much that i forget to progress the main story i i get that I, that happens to me that's why i don't play those games a lot uh, <laughs> now do you have to have played the other watchdogs games to understand the story that's going on here without telling no. us what the story is no no okay you you can jump straight in and not have played any of the other games and 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 you should be fine that's it, it's not i need none of the games actually connected like that so mm. so you can play if you haven't played the first one you can play the second one if you haven't played the second one you can play the first one if you haven't played the second one you can play the third one so they're not connected like that um but to my knowledge some of the characters from the other games should be in this world um, um, yeah, I saw something like Aiden Pierce, from, I think his name is from the first one. He's mm-hmm. supposed to be in there. He's yeah. supposed to. I think it might be part of the season uh, pass, though. Mm. Um, but he should be in there. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I haven't bought the season pass. I'm, I don't really know if I want to yet because it really depends on timing. And because, you know, World of Warcraft is coming out very soon. Um, I might get it later down the line. Um, but I don't think I will get to a point where I, I, I feel like it's, it it will be wise to buy it now. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't played the second one. I played the first one. It was one of the earliest games that I had on the PS4 when mm. I first got it, and I really enjoyed it. Which is really weird because it does feel a little bit Grand Theft Auto y with mm. like taking the vehicles and all that. And I'm not a huge fan of Grand Theft Auto, but mm. I really liked. Watchdogs. Maybe it was just like the hacking element and mm. just the way they did it. I really enjoyed it. So I'm trying to figure out if I do want to just play Watchdogs two first and then play this one simply because I haven't played Watchdogs two. Yeah. And sometimes it can be hard to go to a previous game in a series, even True. if it does. Even if it's not tied, it could just be like the features that they expanded on and made better throughout and tightened up. It's like playing Assassin's Creed two. And then mm. going to play Assassin's Creed, the first one, you're just like, whoa, this does not feel anywhere near as good as the game I just played. So I'm not mm. going to play it. So if I don't have that expectation in Watch Dogs Legion, because I already played, uh, I think I do need to close my window because there are dogs barking <laughs> in the background now. <laughs> I seriously can't hear it, so you're fine, dude. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, I think it's because I'm I'm just right here, so I always hear it. But yeah. I think that the Watchdog universe is pretty cool. I think it makes a lot of sense uh, in sense of like the evolution of technology and where it's going mm. and the hackers and all this stuff. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, th- there's a few things that I do not like, though. Well, not not do not like, but I just liked it better in the older games and some of it is that this one feels like they've taken a little bit into the future mm-hmm. there's only electric cars pretty much well not only but majority of electric cars obviously you can hack a lot of them uh, they, they have self-driving cars they have drones everywhere drones that deliver packages drones for mm-hmm. construction work stuff like that um i do i did really really enjoy that the other games are sort of more based in our world but this mm-hmm. one seems like let's take it a little bit out in the future um i think i do prefer that setting that could be now i mean it's not like you know uh 
self-driving cars and drones and stuff like it's probably not that too far-fetched if we go like 10 years into the future or something like that but I, I don't know. I just I just like the other setting better, but that's I guess that's just a small taste. It's not. I'm still enjoying the overall game mm-hmm. and, and storyline and stuff like that. It's just me being nitpicky here. Um, there is a lot of small bugs though, still in hmm. the game, which is something where I'm like, this should not happen with a big AAA game, in my opinion. Um, like stuff where I'm driving down a road and then I'm going to overtake someone, um, and I can see someone ahead uh, coming towards me. Mm-hmm. And then that car despawns, and <laughs> and you know, I mean, it's fine for me. I don't know, I can just drive and and stuff like that. But it's just small things like that that just shouldn't happen in 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 the, this type of game. There's also a, a, another small bug, but I think that is actually fine considering the big undertaking they have done here. Because you know, as as I said, you, you can recruit anyone, everyone in the world. Um, so they had done something with the voices. So, you know, obviously all these characters need to be able to say the same, same things, um, mm-hmm. when a mission happens and stuff like that. But they have used a lot of like, uh, uh audio, uh, technology and stuff like that. So, so they only have to, you know, don't have to make like a billion different, uh, voice actors do all the things. Mm-hmm. But what did happen was that I recruited a very young girl that sounded like a grandma, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she the, the voice of a grandma uh, at 90. Uh, so that's, but I mean, maybe she was a smoker. Maybe she was a smoke, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe she just had a lot of plastic surgery. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Again, I think I think I I can. I feel better about a bug like this because this is something new. This is something nobody has done before in in this scale. I think this game is very ambitious. Mm -hmm. I do think that. I do think that. I'm probably looking forward to the next one. All right. Cool. Because. Then they would have, you know, just moved everything a little bit that further technology-wise. So you, you smooth everything out a little bit more and things like that. But it's not saying that this game is a bad game at all. I'm, I'm enjoying it immensely. I played it like six hours yesterday or something like that, almost <laughs> in just one go. Um, I'm really, really enjoying it. It's just, again, me being a little bit nitpicky here that, that there are a few things. But knowing Ubisoft, they will probably patch a lot of these things over the coming weeks, all the, the, the small bugs and stuff like that. So... Um, uh, overall, really, really enjoying it. Um, so, so yeah. At some point, don't necessarily need to be like a, you don't have to go out and buy it this week. I don't feel like you, it's. I do, I do feel like so far the other ones were better somehow. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not that fine the story, so things can still change. But I'm not as attached to this one as I am to, to the other ones. And it could be potentially because of the lack of of, of one main character I, I don't know but but overall really, really good game i mean it's right down my alley it's open world you can do what you want you can hack stuff i love it now some of the description there like when you started talking about electronic cars and drones and things like that it started making me think about cyberpunk 277 mm-hmm. that just recently got delayed again uh till december now is that a game that you're looking forward to jumping into, like Cyberpunk? Like, is that one that's on your list, or is that going to kind of be? It is on the list. It is on the list. My issue is timing at the moment mm-hmm. um, because World of Warcraft is my main game, <laughs> and it 
it's right around the same time that a rating starts as well. And yeah, it's, it's going to be, I don't know. I, I mean, I think, I think I just need to take the rest of the year off. Don't work for the, the rest of the year and just play games. Um, that's the dream, isn't it? That's the dream. Um, <laughs> that's the dream. But then one year turns into two years. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to Cyberpunk. Uh, I want to play it. I really don't know too much about it, to be honest. Like, I haven't done a lot of research. And I'm not super excited just because of Keanu Reeves, you know? <laughs> okay, cool. Keanu Reeves in there. I like Keanu Reeves, but okay. Uh, but I don't know much about the game, and I'm waiting to see. No. I haven't looked up anything, so... Uh, I'm interested. It's a shooter, so it can be hit or miss with me. So I think that's also why I want to wait a little bit and just see reviews, see gameplay footage and stuff like that. Um, I I think that I would love it because the world, you know, seems amazing. It's cyberpunk and, uh, Mm. again, big open world, I believe. Um, So, I mean, it ticks a lot of the right boxes. Yep. All right. So that's a future game we're looking forward to. But... Let's come back down to reality and to today. Uh, today, okay. <laughs> at the time of recording, it is Halloween 2020. It is the last day of October. And by the time this episode comes out, it will actually be November. So we apologize for that. But anyway, um, I thought it'd be cool to just talk about a few of our favorite scary games. Or it doesn't even have to be scary. It can be just some of our halloween games games that we like to play around halloween and i'll give an example because there's a game that i really like to play around this time of year and it's an older game and that game is splatterhouse Um, i don't know if you ever played splatterhouse but it's a 2d side scrolling game and uh, i played the one of genesis back in the day and essentially you're this character this big buff dude who wears the hockey mask and the mask looks a lot like jason's mask from friday the 13th Mm. and in certain iterations of the game they actually changed his mask from white to purple so people wouldn't think it was friday the 13th um they didn't want to get hit with any lawsuits or anything like that (laughs) so they had to change it but you get weapons and you're punching and you're just trying to get from level to level and in side scrolling beat them up at style action you're just trying to jump over pitfalls and kill the enemies that are coming at you and it's a bit gory for the time you know you blood on the screen you're killing things it's a, it's a good time splatterhouse i like it cool yeah no i've never heard about it um maybe I, i'm side scrolling platformers it's not something i do play too often so i don't know i wouldn't but... say that it's like a platformer it's more oh. of like uh i'm trying to think of games that it might be like because it's not quite you ever play like streets of rage or anything like that it's not quite at that level where like you're moving up and down different variations of the screen okay. but there is like it's just side scrolling i don't know i don't okay, know how to describe it it's fun Speaking of side-scrolling games that can have a little bit of a spooky uh, um, atmosphere, something that just reminded me is a small Danish game, actually. Well, it's quite big in the world as well. It's called Limbo. Don't know if you played oh, that. Oh, I've played Limbo, yes. I like mm. that game. It's really, really cool. I remember when it came out, it came out as an Xbox exclusive, and I was like, oh, but I have a PlayStation. It sucks. <laughs> um, but it finally came out for uh, the PC, and I got it for the PC, and I played it there. And uh, it, it, is def- it definitely has some moments where you die horribly, 
or you know, <laughs> or you're running away from huge ass spiders or stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> um, and I'm not a big spider guy to begin with, so um, so yeah, that's that. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, no, I just I just thought about that. Really, really enjoyed that actually. Um, but it is a little bit more on the spooky side. Um, yeah, Limbo is one of those atmospheric games. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. black and white, and you're just kind of going through this unknown world. And when Marty says that there are like some deaths and things like that, it's more of like you jump over something, you miss, and in the pit are spikes, and your character kind of gets impaled on the spikes. Um, well, the spiders can kill you as well in Gruesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spiders can kill you. Like, there's a bunch of different things that can kill you. That was just the first oh. thing that I remembered. Um, mm. But I think that the world is really cool. Um, yeah. I found Limbo to be very enjoyable, and I don't even know why I played it. I think I got it in, like, a Humble Bundle or something. Maybe okay. I bought it, but either way, I played it, and I was thoroughly surprised because I knew absolutely nothing about it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the main reason, reasons besides it looks amazing uh, is obviously that it's a Danish game and it was a, a, a just a, yeah something, you know, I pay attention to because I'm Danish. So Now, another game along those lines, and I think you've played it. I just recently bought it because it was actually on sale for a ridiculously cheap price. Uh, I know Tom played it. He was raving about it. Little Nightmares. Yes. Did you did you play that one? I I haven't finished it. It's one of those games that is sitting and collecting cobwebs on my hard drive. Um, but yeah, I've played it and it, it's amazing and it's it's horrible and it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you're really fearing for fearing for your life sometimes. And and it was amazing to actually watch Tom play it um, mm-hmm. as well because you could just see how scared he was for you know because of the atmosphere and things like that. So, so yeah, but had... Tom gets scared easily. I know, <laughs> but that's why it's entertaining to watch him get scared easily. I like those. I I want to play it. I have it. Uh, there's there's a fun little game that I was actually playing today. It's not scary in the traditional sense. It's just more of a fun Halloween style game, and that's mm. Graveyard Keeper. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like you. There's a story that goes along with it where your character has died in what seems like a car crash, and he's trying to get home. But in the afterlife or this in between realm, he is a gravekeeper. And it's almost like a Stardew Valley-ish style game where it's a mix of adventure and uh, simulation. So you're trying to get materials to fix up this graveyard so that people will tell you more information and help push the story along. And they will only give you the information as you hit certain story beats, as in repairing the graveyards, doing what you're supposed to, upholding your duties, and you're trying to get like your graveyard to be a certain prestige level almost, where it's like once it has this appeal, then you can unlock this and move a little bit forward. So it's a fun little game. I was playing it this morning before we started the show, and I really enjoy it. It's just more of a theme type game for today mm. in the sense of it's Halloween-y. I wouldn't necessarily... It's like a fun Halloween game. It's a fun game to play on Halloween. It's not going to scare you in any way, but it's still fun and kind of has those themes. Awesome. You, you mentioned Stardew Valley, and then I realized mm-hmm. something. Can we go back to the intro? Because I played another game this week. 
Um, yeah, sure, go ahead. I played. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not it's not uh, uh, Halloween or anything, but I jumped in together with my girlfriend and played Survivalist. I which tuned is, in a little bit. I watched you on Discord. Yeah, it is basically uh, Stardew Valley, but a survival game that looks like that. It's well, it's not like it just looks like Stardew Valley. It, it isn't Stardew Valley aesthetically. Um, yeah, 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 and it's basically you're on a you're, you're on a stranded on a d- deserted island, and then you just need to survive. Um, and I do like survival games, but I, they also get really tedious really, really quickly for me. Yeah. Where this one is actually quite fun because I don't know when you watched me, Michael, but right about now I have like five or six monkeys. As like minions, pets, whatever. More like minions. You just had one when I watched. Yeah, I have like six monkeys now. So basically, I can teach my monkeys to do things. So if I want to cut trees, I just teach a monkey to cut tree and give him an axe. And then he'll just start cutting all the trees in the area. Then I can teach another one to to go pick up all the tree that has been cut and carry it back to my chests. Then I can teach a third one to craft something. And then I can teach a... I don't have to do anything, Michael. just have to and, and and watch my monkeys do everything for me. It's amazing. So this is a monkey servitude simulator game. Sure. Yeah. If PETA beware. Okay, don't come <laughs> play this game. Don't even look at it. They're going to create a game where the monkeys, like you just get a bunch of people and they're the slaves to the monkeys. That's the survivalist too. <laughs> now, you do uh, a great segue there because I've played a game that is a, a survival type game that does have a little bit of horror undertones, which is uh, oh, why am I forgetting Seven what it's called? Seven Days to Die. Not that one. Oh, uh, I, thought, I thought that was the one. <laughs> no, let's, what let's is talk it? about that. I played that one. Go ahead, go ahead. I, <laughs> while I figure out what game I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> no, it's just Seven Days to Die. Uh, it, it's a survival game, 3D survival game. Um, where you you are, you know, and you start in a world, and 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 you just need to survive. And every seven days, there's a zombie horde that will attack you. Um, so you have seven days to die or survive, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've played this; it's quite good fun. It has, you know, that thing. It's a survival game, so when you played it 15 hours, then it gets very very tedious because you <laughs> spend all your time on just. Um, uh, repairing your repairing your base because of all the zombies that attacked you, um, but overall, I, I quite enjoyed it. I, I think at some point I will probably jump into it again when there's a few friends that want to play it, and I'll probably jump into it again and 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 we'll play it and have a laugh. Um, so yeah, cool. That, that, that's it. Yeah, it's it's good all fun. Right. Check it out. You 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 will definitely get a few hours worth of out of it. Another survival game that people might like is uh, Don't Starve. I don't ah, know if you've right. played Don't Starve, yes. but there's also uh, Don't Starve Together. And mm. I've played this game with Fradsley before. We played it on stream, and it's a fairly decent time, especially once you start. There is the learning process of trying to figure out what things go together oh, yes. to make different machines and things like that. And the idea here is that during the day you're free to go around and do whatever you want. But at night, if you don't have a light source, enemies are going to be coming after you mm-hmm. the dimmer your lights are. And you get into plenty of situations, especially early on where like you don't really know what you're doing, yeah. where you may not have enough resources to create enough light to protect yourself. So you're just trying to survive 
till the morning and it's a pretty fun game i've enjoyed playing it several times throughout the years mm. does it have hardcore mode or something or is it just me rem- remember um, it all seems hardcore for me i'm not the <laughs> best at i'm not the best at survival no, but, games so i don't think no, about that <laughs> no i was just thinking I, I i just feel like i remember that there was like a, a permadeath version or maybe it's something else i'm thinking about i'm not sure uh well mm, i'm trying to think because i think like when you die that's it anyway Yeah, that's how it is, right? When you die, yeah, you're yeah. Out. I think yeah. I think that's I think that's naturally it. Is that like when yeah, you yeah, die, okay. that's the end of that session. So it's almost like it's a self-contained session, and mm. it will randomly generate maps the next time you go in. Mm. So it's like a different experience every single time. It's okay, a pretty fun game. Then, then that's what I'm remembering. Speaking of permadeath, uh, <laughs> Watch Dogs Legion. Sorry to go back to the intro <laughs> all the time. It actually has something that was quite fun. I didn't activate it though, um, but you can actually activate permadeath. So if your mm-hmm. character dies, then it's dead. Oh, which okay. makes sense. Which makes sense because you can recruit everyone. You can just recruit new people. Um, okay. So yeah, just a fun little thing. I just remembered. Sorry. It's a way of giving yourself lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Um, a game that I want to talk about a little bit, which is more traditional horror is Alien Isolation. Um, have you played that one at all? Yes. I haven't finished that, it. Again, I haven't finished the game, but... Ugh, so that game is... Scary. It's so good, though. I, I really enjoy it. I do have some problems with it, mainly like uh, those stealth moments where like you're trying to get to a certain point and there might be uh, people or the monster in the way. And it just seems to be annoying because you have to like learn the patterns to move where you need to go first. That stuff always annoys me. But overall, I like the game because it doesn't fall into the same issues that I have with games like Amnesia or Outlast, where my camera's out of battery and now I can't (laughs) do anything or... It's like, oh, I need to go and run and hide in a locker for 18 minutes before I can do anything. Or it's just instant death. Like, I really like Alien Isolation. I think it does a great job of building uh, atmosphere. And more so, I think it's a great addition to the Alien universe. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which I really enjoy. Yeah, I, 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 it's... I think a lot of people are disappointed when there weren't a sequel, but a mobile game instead. Yeah, uh, I don't know much about it. As I, soon as I, they said that it was a mobile thing, I no, just kind of was like, meh. I, I tried the mobile game, and it just... I don't like it. It plays horribly, um, and I would have much rather seen a, a, a full-blown sequel, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think that even still today, that when you attach a game and you say, oh, this is a mobile game then there's automatically a negative connotation because it's going to go the route of either you can't play it as much as you want because it's some energy-based thing but you can pay real money or it falls into the route of it's a touchscreen so you're going to have to play it with the touchscreen and the controls just don't always work with you and it just doesn't feel great i don't i don't think there was anything i think you can play it as much as you want um i don't think there was any i don't remember it because i didn't play it that long so there Mm -hmm. might be microtransactions don't quote me on it if there is i don't think there was 
Um, but I might have been. I'm, I'm not completely sure on that. But I just didn't like the gameplay. I just thought that it was... You basically just have a lot of cameras. You control all the cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some people that you have uh, on the map that you have contact to and you need to guide them through. But it was just so clunky and, you know, everything went so quickly that before I knew it, all my, my crew was dead. And I was like, oh, okay, that was fun. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, um, I just, it, it wasn't for me. There's probably people who enjoy it and you're allowed to. It's fine. It's just not for me. I get it. I get it. You know what a game that probably was for you, though? Which was, when I played it... Oh. No, not that one. Um, But when I played this game, not only was I scared, but this is, to this day, one of my favorite games ever. The original Bioshock. Mm. Now, I don't know your history with Bioshock. I have played, and again, not finished, Bioshock (laughs) Infinite. Okay, so you didn't play the first one. I haven't played the first one. I haven't played the second one. I do have the remastered versions of them on my PC. They are the first one is installed actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just at some point need to find some time and, and jump in and just play it. Play it, Michael. If you, if you are like Marty and you've never played the original Bioshock, turn off all the lights in your house, put the headphones on, put them up loud and jump in there uh there's some scares that go on and yes it's like a first person shooter based game so it is a little bit but it definitely has horror elements involved and just the world and the atmosphere that's built throughout the game it's really well done and i first played it on the 360 when it came out it was ridiculously fun I enjoyed it so much, and to this day, it's still one of my favorite games of all time. I think as the years go on, I tend to enjoy Infinite a little bit more, simply based on I just enjoyed like that that world and that story and how it tied things together. I know there's controversy there, but regardless, I like that one. But the first one, there is definitely something special about it. I have a book on it that shows the it's like a prequel to the game. So it's it's excellent. I definitely suggest that people play Bioshock. Awesome. I have played a little a little horror-ish game called Resident Evil. I was wondering if I was going to bring it up or you no. were going to bring it up. I knew somebody was. I think the one that I played, I haven't played all of them. The thing, the one that I've played is Resident Evil 2, if I remember correctly. Um, I remember that because th- this is like way back. This game is from 1998. Um, so it's back in the good old days where a laptop, uh, no, a computer was a huge chunk. Uh, your screen was even huger. Uh, and you <laughs> and and you you brought both to a LAN party for people who don't know what that is. It's when you are you and your few friends you go you you bring computers into one room, one location, and you game together on uh, on through Ethernet cables. We didn't have like fancy Wi-Fi and stuff like that back then. So, <laughs> um, and I remember it was towards the end of the night. People were slowly starting to go to bed and stuff like that. I was still sitting in front of my computer. In front of me was sitting a, another guy. I could see his screen and what he was playing from where I sat. And he was playing Resident Evil 2. And he was walking down a corridor. And all of a sudden, he passed a window that was barricaded. And, and arms 
went through, crashed the barricade, grabbed the character, and he jumped like half a meter into the air because he got shocked so much because of that. <laughs> and it looked amazing. It did sort of spoil it. So when I got to that point, I was prepared. So I didn't get, you know, as huge as a shock at least, but it worked. It worked. That game worked for me. It, 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 was, uh, it, was, uh, it was scary. I have a love-hate relationship with Resident Evil mm. because I never really played it on the PlayStation 1. My first experience with the Resident Evil franchise in terms of actually playing a game was Resident Evil 4. And I mm. played it when it was double-disc on the GameCube, when it was still an exclusive to the GameCube mm. uh, before it came out on PlayStation 2. And I really, really enjoyed that game. And then later on, they came out with like a, a remastered version of all the Resident Evil games on the GameCube as well. And I went to play the original Resident Evil, and I just couldn't get into it. I And to this day, I've beaten it. I've beaten it now. I beat it on PC. But it's... For me, the amount of go get this, go get that, run back over there, run back over here... Oh, you don't have enough inventory space. Go put all your stuff over here. Go get this. Oh, you have to examine the item to do it. It, it just seems like super tedious. There are certain things that I couldn't see because of like textures in the game that kind of melded together. There was a moment, I think I was just running along the wall and mashing a button just to see if there was anything there. Not because I knew there was something there, but I was just so frustrated with not being able to find what I needed to. So I guess that was a scary experience for me because mm. <laughs> I was just getting so messed up. But Resident Evil 7, now that game scared the crap out of me. I streamed it and I was scared playing that game. And to this day, I can't believe that they put that game in VR. <laughs> I was scared just playing it. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I'll, I'll have Excellent. to check that out then. All right, uh, I guess I'll finish up. Like, there are plenty of, like, horror games out there. Uh, and I want to finish up with a little bit of a goofy one. Okay. This one is actually a ROM hack. It is a ROM hack of Super Mario World. And this game is called Super Mario World Call of Cthulhu. Mm. And it's really weird. And there's it's really hard to describe it. But it has Super Mario... As in, like, Super Mario World gameplay. So it's that version of Mario, and you're going to side-scroller, just like the original. Mm. But it's within this different world, and Mario's jumping, trying to figure out, and you're trying to figure out what's going on. There are puzzles involved. There are platforms that can't be seen, but you need to do things to make them be seen. And the background scrolls as you're walking through, and you're just trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Your enemies have taken on this otherworldly appearance, and it's just, it's super atmospheric. The music is really well done. There are not a lot of ROM hacks that do it this well that are not like speedrun based ROM hacks that are like ultra difficult Kaizo style things. But Super Mario World Call of Cthulhu is really well done and I encourage anybody to go check it out. Even if you don't like the idea of playing a ROM hack yourself, go check it out on YouTube. Go watch like somebody else play it. It's just a, it's a good time. Awesome. Alright, you have any other mentions 
No, Skyrim games is not what I play the most, and I think we mentioned uh, most of them. I mean, if I have to mention something, it's something that you didn't like that well, and that's Outlast. Uh, I haven't, again, I haven't finished it. I'm feeling like a broken record over here. Um, But uh, that that is probably one of the scarier games that I played as well, because you cannot fight, you can only run. And Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just that because... I was playing it with headset and you have that your main character when he's uh, in a scary situation you can just hear his breathing getting faster and he's getting more panicky and you know that that sound alone of just of the breathing just being getting quicker and mm-hmm. quicker and stuff like that just it, that was enough for me to be like yeah nope don't don't play this with, with the lights out uh, play. <laughs> preferably daylight let's go <laughs> i i like those type of games like intent in sense of their story and their atmosphere i just don't like playing them because i get stuck on the puzzles that they always put in there hmm. and i'm that's a personal thing like i'm just not very good at that style of game so that's why i tend to bow out but i enjoy watching them like i liked the the look of Outlast and stuff like that, and, uh, and Outlast too. Yeah. So yeah, but, but uh, it's it's definitely a game that I would love to go back to and finish at some point. But again, time and you know, but it definitely had the atmosphere. All right, and that kind of brings us to the end of today's show. We got a lot of good stuff in there, and if anybody out there enjoys scary games, as I said before, this episode is coming out in November. But you can tell us maybe if you played any Halloween stuff. And as you know, Marty and I both like watching movies. So maybe you have a horror tradition of you watching things. Uh, be sure to let us know that what you've been watching. Marty and I have recently talked about uh, Stephen King's It and The Exorcist on the All Hollow Screen podcast with Frasley. That was a good time. So we've definitely watched those recently. Or at least one of us has. Um it's a good time. So let us know. And you can do so by emailing the show at two nerds, maybe more at gmail.com. You can also go to Twitter and find us at two nerds, maybe more with the number two in front. Or of course you can check out the website at two nerds, maybe more.com with that. I have nothing else for that. Marty, do you want to say anything else before we head out? That sounded more like Yeah, I don't know what that was. But on that note, we're out. I hope everybody had a safe and happy Halloween, however you chose to spend it. And we will see you all next time. Thank you all for joining. We'll catch you later. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com. Studio.com.